Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Even More About Nothing. Joining me today is the original co-host of this show, Rafiki. We have X-Made, these pirates who were trying to come on this ship and start a mutiny. And they were trying to, 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 to come on my come on my podcast. Tell me I'm an intern. No. I'm kidding, they're just on vacation. Uh, they're probably going to edit that out once they get back anyway. I'm the uh, one that edits the episodes. Facts. So, they can't stop. Who going to stop me now? <laughs> Who going to stop me now? Huh? I'm uh, listening to Kanye West Power all day. All day. Actually, like, I was at GameStop the other day. Yeah. And they had an Xbox One commercial playing to the Kanye West Power. I almost bought an Xbox One X. Just because? Just because it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> no, it was a PlayStation commercial. PlayStation commercial recently did that. Well, Xbox. I'm telling. I was at GameStop. It was the Xbox One X commercial. Huh? They did that too. Somebody's copying each other. Welcome to another episode of Emo by Nothing. We want to give a huge shout out and say a, 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 a generous thank you to everyone who tuned into episode 100, our live episode. It was so much fun. Shout out to the Reverend Phil for being an honorable guest. Um, thank you to everyone who tuned in. Um, it really is an honor and pleasure to make it to 100 episodes. A lot of people don't make it this far. We still don't know why y'all listen, and we're still very thankful that y'all do. But here's to another 100 episodes, Rafiki. Yes. Um, I think it's very appropriate that, you know, it's a, we both started this on a whim. Man, it was a big whim. We just looked at each other. We had talked about it for, like, three weeks. Yep. Like three and I, bought, I had the mic for like a month, and I wasn't doing anything with it. You were wanting to stream, and you didn't get started. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was like, I have GarageBand. You don't want to do it? Sure. And then we just sat down at the table, uh, and then those who were with us from the early days, remember Ace? Ace was with us in those early days. Yeah. I think he started with us like episode two or three. It was like episode two or three, yeah. But really, it. I mean, you and me, we were... Episode zero. Man, we were steering this ship a long time. Yeah, so... A long, long time. Feels good to be on this side of episode 100. Looking forward to another episode. You know, this is actually kind of good. Like, we hit a mile marker, and then boom, we're going back to our roots. Facts. We're going back to our roots, guys. Facts. Like, this this can't be a better feeling in the sense of some people are missing. We ain't going to be mad. I mean, like, it just feels good to, like, you know, not have to hear an episode while I'm not in the country about how I'm irresponsible. Listen, I was on vacation. How are you going to get mad at me for going on vacation? We can get mad. At, you can get mad at them now for being yeah, on vacation. Yeah, exactly. Matt, where are you at? Not here. <laughs> not here. But, no, seriously, guys, uh, if you guys have been listening to us for a long time, hearing just the two of us should bring back memories from those early episodes, especially when we were bringing people on and having those conversations. But, man, it feels good that it's just us back to it, back to what used to be a norm for us, uh, but with a renewed vision from back then. Facts. So, um, so let's go ahead and get started. How was your week? My week has been pretty good. I can't complain. Work week has been relatively short, so I can't argue with that. Give me a, a little more time. 
just working on things in the background, trying to get some projects happening. More projects and ideas are flowing weekly. Uh, so I feel like I've done a lot. I feel like I've done a lot. So uh, I'm just hoping that we can nail down these projects and get them cracking. Yeah. It should be good. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things... It's almost too many things going on at once, but it's it's so good to, like, you know, after talking for so long, like, having, like, traction on a lot of things at once. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out on all our social medias, uh, especially the White Noise page. If you aren't following us on our, our official account on Facebook, it's facebook.com backslash white noise studio. Or White Noise LLC. Or White Noise LLC on literally And noise every- is spelled N-O-I-Z. It's White Noise LLC literally everywhere else. Um, the Gram, the Snapchats. Well, we don't have a Snapchat for White Noise. Are you sure? Because I thought we Very, could very sure. Okay. We have one for E-Man. Which we never use. The but elusive. We're planning on to- the elusive. And again, Snapchat is kind of like shooting themselves in that foot because that update is garbage that update it blindsided me today garbage i like i had updated my snapchat a day or two ago like perfectly up to date it was normal everybody's like yo i'm getting hit with this update this update's trash i'm like cool maybe it's the kind of phone that i'm using that i like i don't have to deal with it and this morning i woke up snapchat changed and i was like what is this what is this why yes why and the funny, here's the terrible part. I turned off auto updates on my, for my apps. It doesn't auto update. I go in, manually hit the update button. Because sometimes, you know, the, the stuff gets full and it can't automatically update. So you have to manually move stuff around. And I don't want, so I deal with the hassle when I'm ready to deal with the hassle. I So I updated. But this came out of the blue. I, I don't know what Snapchat did. I don't know what they wrote in their code. But all of a sudden, I got hit with it. And I don't have auto update on. Yeah, I think it was like a rolling update because at one point, like my phone was just like, "Hey, you have forty-seven updates." Because like I have, I have an iPhone. What is this? Seven plus. Yeah. Seven S plus. Whatever it seven is. Seven plus. I have the seven plus. It's the the three hundred and fifty gigabyte one. So I don't update anything. I I have a million and a half apps. I haven't opened half of them but I just I just have apps on my phone so I'll just randomly be because I was I think I was trying to find I was trying to find an app and then the little update thing popped up it was like yeah 47 updates I was like I should probably update my thing and I updated and I was like okay Instagram's fine Facebook is fine they're doing this new facial recognition thing that I consented to I was like I don't really care um and then I went to check Snapchat I'm like what is this <laughs> what is happening <laughs> who did this and why uh, but anyway, it is what it is. Uh, my week has been a very productive week. Just did a lot of, did a lot of laying around, did a lot of, uh, video game playing, did a lot of Well, you're up. working on your entrepreneur options. There you go. See, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a young, budding entrepreneur, and I'm just, I'm just, you know, testing out all my options, making sure I'm, you know, like, striking the right deals, chasing down the right opportunities, opportunities like sleeping and eating right and, you know, just doing whatever I want to do until responsibility hits. Um, no, I'm kidding. I've been very, it's been a very, very productive week. Um, I have had loans a Loans don't pay themselves. Facts. Student loans. Is, I got my first student loan letter, and I'm like, help. <laughs> help. 
me because I saw that estimate. I'm like, is that did y'all add? Is, is that supposed to be a comma or is that supposed to be a decimal? <laughs> uh, there's a couple of zeros in here that shouldn't be in here. Is that the first time payment or is that all my payments? <laughs> that's high. That's real high. Uh, but yeah, I've, uh, I have had the opportunity to play a lot of games. We started the division. It's really good. Is like. It? They've got it to a place to where I could I would I would see myself playing it. I don't know how many people are back on the game, but there's a lot of budding um, Twitter talk, a lot of Reddit talk, a lot of Twitch talk. Actually, a lot of people are coming back to the division. Um, but for me, I just kind of hopped in, restarted the character, kind of got what it felt like to like when Division first came out. And if you remember, I was hyped for the division for like two years straight. Yeah. That was the only game I wanted to play. Um, and when it did come out, it was, it was spring break. It was spring break, and I was playing it on two consoles at the same time. Yeah, we had the Xbox one out there, yeah, and the PS4. I think I was playing it on two consoles at the same time. And it was good for when it came out. It was just that we reached the end game in three days, and there was nothing to do. Yeah, and for a game like that that had so much hype around it, which, I mean, it was great that we didn't necessarily finish it so quickly. Granted, we were playing nonstop. Fact. Like that. I mean, it was it was literally spring break. It couldn't have yeah. come out at a better time. Like I, I think I put fourteen hours in the first day. Yeah. However, like I, I, I hate this notion of now knowing like games are gonna come out incomplete. Like I understand, you know, DLC is a thing, and there are things that always come later. Give me a complete game at the beginning, though. Like. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Complete. Yeah. And then they were like, hey, since you guys loved it so much, here's a supplement story. But the game was complete. We didn't have any issues. What's wrong with that these days? Yeah. Um, and actually, we got a story on later on in the show about another game that came out complete and is just doing very well for its company. Um, but before we get any of that, it's 2018. Last Sunday was the Super Bowl. Yes. And the Eagles won. Free big play out here. We win. Tom Brady went down. It, it, it couldn't have been a better Sunday to see Tom Brady lose in the fashion in which he did. Because I got real scared. Really. <laughs> like, <there was laughs> Everybody one, got scared. There was one point where they were down by two touchdowns. And, and I kid you not, seven drives, they scored a touchdown, and they were within three points. I'm like, uh, how, what just happened? They just at least they erased a two possession deficit in seven drives. I mean like, seven plays. Seven plays. Sorry, that's what I'm. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Well, seven drives down the field. Seven. Seven. Seven plays. Seven plays on in a single drive. Seven plays in a single drive. Sorry, I watch basketball, not this trash sport that they call football. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I got real scared, and then I was like, you know what? It's just it's just gonna happen. And then sure enough, Eagles go up again. Pitchers come right back. Eagles go up again. Pitchers take the lead. I'm like, oh, no. It's over. And then the Eagles, strip sack happen. And listen, I've never been happier in my life <laughs> to see a team from Boston lose. Like, if you guys know anything about me, there's three teams that I love and will never, ever, ever turn my back on. Pittsburgh Steelers. Celtics. Boston Celtics. And the Kansas Jayhawks. Every other team is relevant as far as I'm concerned. Those three teams, solid. 
So everyone's like, how do you like like the Boston Celtics and hate the Patriots? Because I do. I can't stand the Patriots. I've never, I, I, I repeat, I have never been happier in my life <laughs> to see a team from Boston lose than when I saw Tom Brady take that. Oh, but, but you know, you know. What's very interesting is Tom Brady needs to be removed from the cover of Madden 18. <laughs> this a, man is no longer the GOAT. It, it is I mean, the like, Madden curse. It is the Madden curse. And speaking of Madden, y'all kind of, Madden, y'all in jeopardy. Because y'all been predicting Super Bowl wins and you're, getting, you're starting to get some of these things wrong. I think <laughs> after that, after the Patriots lost, their prediction rating is now down to like sixty eight percent correct because they were like almost like eighty percent correct at some point. And after that one, because it was it was it wasn't I want to call it an upset, but like I it was an upset because the eagle the Eagles through the entire playoffs were underdogs from game one until the Super Bowl. They were not. They were. They were. They were treated as a good team, but not the best team. And now here they are, Super Bowl champs. So it was an upset, technically. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is, go to YouTube and watch. Just type in Super Bowl Kevin Hart. If you just need a oh laugh, oh my if goodness! If you just need a laugh on this I wonderful day, or any so day that you choose to be listening to this podcast, type in Super Bowl Kevin Hart. You're just gonna laugh because Kevin Kevin Hart just had way too much sauce. I mean, listen, it's their first Super Bowl win, right? Yeah, yeah, ever, ever, franchise, yeah, franchise, yeah. franchise history. So the entire Phil- city of Philadelphia just burned down overnight. Um, Literally, yeah, the whole city burned down. People were jumping off canopies. Somebody, light poles. they took a light pole home. I don't know how big your house is that you just take a whole light pole home, but they, they took a whole light. <laughs> and Philly. the problem is they can't pay anybody because there's so many people. Philly, uh, I, I got it. They only had four arrests. They burned out half the city and only had four. I just, how? Philly, how, who takes home a, a whole light? Where are you going to put it? What are you? Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh. Yeah, clearly the city of Philadelphia is excited. I'm excited. Um, I go back to not caring about football. We never really cared to begin with. And the funny thing is, that's the first football game all season that I managed to watch from beginning to end. Yeah. Like, that was the first one I had all season. I was. I have been actively protesting football for two years now. So, like, I watch a game here and there. Like, this season, I actively protested football, did not watch a single game um, until the Super Bowl. Until the Super Bowl. Um, for various reasons, you can catch me on Twitter, at Mookie833, we can have a discussion. Or you could just go read my Facebook page, because I share everything on there. Um, there's you, you think, and then you post. like, Or maybe it happens simultaneously, and then you realize after, like, Okay, I didn't really care, but then I'm, I'm I could have worded that differently. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally what your posts are. Yeah, I like, post I post stuff, and then sometimes I'm like, I could reword it differently, but I'm not changing it. And then in the comment section, I explain myself, and people are like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Anyway, long story short, uh, either way, it is what it is. Um, but let's get on to some news. We are temporarily lifting no, the, the ban no, 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 off no, no, no. an item. I will say this. 
We are not lifting the ban because we're not talking about a specific item concerning this game. Here's the thing. We're, there's, we're there's, talking there's, about information that has been dropped, but we're not talking about the particular. Such, okay. Yes. So there's 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 some area that's in the gray area. It's not quite in the ban list. We're just gonna call this the gray area. <laughs> that might be another segment of the show. The gray area. Um, but yeah, D twenty three. Before before we get going, like let's just shoot a reminder. Like guys, those of us who've been rocking with us for a long time understand the ban list. The ban list for those if you're joining us for the first time are topics that we try not to talk about because they get heated for such reasons. Facts. Uh, we had a whole podcast get derailed for 45 minutes. <laughs> Mostly because of me. And I fully accept all responsibility. But, listen, there's reason it's on the ban list, so I'm not going to get into it right now. Long story short, 2K, fix your stuff. Get a hold of it. Do it. <laughs> Fix your problems, 2K. All right, let's, let's get to the topic. Back to what we were supposed to be actually talking about. So, D23, um, which is the Disney uh, Expo 2018 was happening. We were asleep so, soundly. There, uh, when as happened, far as Disney Expo, this one took place in Japan, Japan specifically. There is a D23 that happens in the States. That happened back in October, I believe. Yes. So, this is like Disney, you know, Emperors of the Universe. They're having their Japanese version of the expo. Mm-hmm. And so they talked about their one of their biggest collaborations, which is with Square Enix. If you don't know what we're talking about at this point, we're talking about Kingdom Hearts 3. So they dropped a new trailer, technically two new trailers, because there's an English trailer and a Japanese trailer. What we got from the English trailer was footage from Monsters, Inc. We get to see Sully, we get to see Mike, we get to see the child, we get to see Sora as a monster, Donald Goofy. We do get to see some Keyblade action and then some interactions with the world, and then that's where it cuts off. And then we get to see King Mickey with... Riku. Riku. Mm -hmm. And Riku says this very interesting... Line. Line. So he sticks his Keyblade in the ground and goes... I can't use this Keyblade anymore. I'm going to leave it here just in case somebody else needs it. That, that That's intriguing. Cryptic. It's very, very cryptic. However, I this is my take on it. Riku has been through a lot. His character <clears throat> development has probably had the, the best biggest the jump. Yes, the biggest jump, the most developed. Like, he is low-key, probably the most developed character out of anybody through that entire series. All right, let me give you a quick, like, analogy. This is not exactly a, a perfect analogy, but, like, Riku is the Kingdom Hearts as Gohan is to Dragon Ball Z. With a better ending. With a better ending. <laughs> with a way better ending. Because Dragon Ball Z doesn't know how to end anything. Except Super. Super is Super is kind of on a on a, on a good trajectory. I'm way behind, but, but it's on uh, a good trajectory. I, that, that's pretty good. That, I, I would say that's good, especially early Gohan, <coughs> the way he got that character development. Yeah. Um, that's probably the best way to depict that um, for those who want to make some sort of correlation. However, um, so Riku has made jumps and strides, and Riku has... Riku got sucked into the darkness game one. We didn't even, he didn't even try. He got enticed that basically the witch 
from Snow White came to him and said, I got an apple for you. And he took the apple like Snow White did. Didn't bat an eyelash, took it. Yeah, and again, um, it's like, if you start playing Kingdom Hearts 1, it makes sense, but then if you play through the whole series, everything makes more sense, because there's so many things that happened before that particular point, and then there's things that happen after and in between that point, because again, the thing about Kingdom Hearts is that it's not a linear story. No, and that's what makes it so interesting. In fact, it's more of like a cycle. And that is probably the best way to describe yeah, it. The story kind of evolves in a cycle, but it's also a spiral. Like things are going on, <laughs> things are going on in multiple timelines at the same time, and every once in a while, the timelines intersect. So these are the only games that work in a linear playthrough if you play them accordingly. One, two, obviously now three. Though the main ship flagship games work in a linear timeline. When you add the other games, it's a different that's world. when you're like, what happened? Yeah, it's a, it's literally a different world. And that's the thing. You can play one, two, and three whenever three comes out. Or I should say, I should replace three with uh, Dream Drop Distance. Because yeah. Dream Drop Distance takes place immediately after two because that's Sora's test of mastery. Exactly. Um, so those, so technically, so one, two, Dream Drop Distance, and then three will all be linear. Everything else works around it. However, what's very interesting, and I think this cycle was a great word, because those who have played 2.8 understand that new game that they put, a two-hour playthrough. It literally, Aqua Story, ended up connecting the end of Dream Drop Distance, it connected it to the end of 1, and then it connected it to the beginning of 3. Which is ridiculous. That is preposterous story writing at its best. Whoever decided to do that as a professional career, you need help, sir. But you also deserve a Pulitzer Prize. Or a lady. Man, like, I don't know what's going on. Because this is just genius. Because a two-hour two game connects four titles almost seamlessly. And take, actually, I forgot to say that really it also connects Dream Drop Distance because th at the end of the game, you see that scene that happens shortly after Dream Drop Distance, and they even refer to how it ended. So really, which, again, uh, beginning of three, so I guess end of Dream Drop Distance leads into beginning of three, but, like, two hours. You needed two hours, and they connect things. And I'm like, how? Yeah. How? Anyway, I stop. I stop asking questions. But another interesting oh. part is they dropped a new theme song. New theme song. However, I guess to get back to our earlier point, because we went down a rabbit trail, because that's reminiscent of old times, and people need that. Riku's line. The reason I had said uh, I was brought that up is because I think that line is cryptic to show that the Keyblade is the Riku of old. Yeah. Not that he can't wield Keyblades anymore, but I think it's him moving forward. Yeah, so that means Riku's getting a new Keyblade. Which I'm excited for. Because if you, again, not we're going to try to avoid the rabbit hole this time, but if you know anything about Riku's Keyblade, he gets his Keyblade after Sora gets his. Technically, again, 
this is a technicality. He technically gets his Keyblade after Sora gets his Keyblade. But Riku is actually stronger than Sora for the majority of the games up until a certain point where they fight together and then Riku kind of allows Sora to like shine however no but Riku is now still stronger because of Dream Drop Distance because Sora almost fell completely to the darkness again but there were events that happened there so Riku is still stronger right now for for what we know but here's the thing how much how much more strong is he going to be with this new Keyblade because part of his strength was the darkness. But Riku knew, understood how to balance it. He knew you can't have one without the other because you don't have balance. Facts. But yeah, um, you know, we tried to avoid We yeah. tried to avoid the, the rabbit hole. It didn't Anyways, work. New theme song. Yeah. Yutada Karu is back at it again. I think, like, honestly, I think she just makes solid music and she's found another way to create a song that you're going to be able to capture the emotion of the game and that's how a lot of the theme songs have been well granted she's only made this will be her third theme song that she's actually made they've remixed them the other two a couple different times but they're still from her uh the japanese version uh, I don't remember the name of it, but I remember the translation is called, I think, Vow slash Oath, like the Japanese translation I for see, it. I, I tried. I didn't I didn't know what was going on, so I, I stopped. And then the English version is called Twice Something. I don't know. I knew it. it was twice a day. I don't know. Listen, I, listen, I saw that she made a new theme song. I listened to it. Um, the entire trailer was in Japanese. Including like the subtitles, so I was like, I, I give up. Uh, I didn't read the article, but well, well, I watched the English one. Okay, I watched the English. I watched one. the Japanese one because the Japanese one had more um, in it. Like I watched both though. Okay, you know? yeah. Anyway, but. I only watched the Japanese one. Long story short, at the end of both one, both of them, technically the English one is what gives us the information, but at the end of both of them, Square Enix is up to their nonsense, and this is where we get into the gray area. They didn't reveal a release date. They revealed a date when they were going to reveal the release date. So, Which, at this point, nobody like, was no surprised. One, no one really surprised. But apparently, at E3, we're supposed to get a release date for the game. If you remember episode 100, we have a bet going on now. They think Kingdom Hearts is coming out this year. I think it's coming out this fiscal year. I think, if you ask me, Kingdom Hearts, I think here's what's going to happen. They're going to try and release it in October. It's going to get pushed back twice into the first quarter of 2019. I think at E3, which is June, June, they're going to come out and say, Kingdom Hearts 3 has a release date of October... Even end of October. 23rd or 24th. I think that's what they're going to shoot for. I don't think they're going to make that date. Because you know what else is supposed to come out in October? What? The new Tomb Raider game. Do you know what else is supposed to come out in October? Final Fantasy VII Remake. Which one of those three games do you think is more important to the Western audience? 
Let's, no, let's no, no, I will say, no, no, okay. To the Understood. Western audience, which one of those three games do you think is most important? Seven. No. Kingdom, no. It's definitely Tomb Raider. Because Tomb Raider has a huge Western following. No, no, but, but here... Seven no, no. is their most important worldwide release. I think Kingdom Hearts gets no, no, bumped no. down to third. Here's, but here's the thing, though. While Tomb Raider... Yes, they're working on Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider is being worked on by the U.S. branch. Yes, and that game is going to push back Kingdom Hearts. But Japan branch has their own... They have the their Japanese play- branch still hasn't given us a full trailer. Like, not even... No, like, no, no, they no, haven't okay, given no, us no. more than three minutes. The last time we saw anything from 7 Remake was last maybe... Last month? It was... No, it was... Was it last month? I think it was last month. Last month. And those are pictures. We didn't get a video. Uh, the last time we got a video, got, like the last time we got a video was E3. It was a three-minute trailer, and in that three minutes, it was twenty-seven seconds of actual gameplay footage. Hang on, let's. I thought I, at least I saw some clouds design. Let's see. Wait, wait. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They they don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> they don't even know what they're doing. If they look, they just released pocket. They they just released a pocket version of Final Fantasy 15. They haven't even put out the PC version yet. They actually just put out an announcement that the PC version. They put out the benchmark tool, and the benchmark is so okay. Can your PC run this? They're using the benchmark tool to help them redesign the game for PC. This game is not quite ready. I think it is number two or three on their list, but the game is not ready. 2019 is when I believe we are going to see this game. Anything past 2019 and I give up. Like I, I fully expect this Kingdom Hearts 3 to be released in 2019, but you know what? I can't That's wait that me. long. Yeah, see, you're going to have to wait. See, th- th- this is the problem. Have it's, I been, been it's been 15 years. No, 16 years. Have I been years. wrong yet? Ha- it, wait, what? Have I been wrong yet about anything Kingdom Hearts related? No, but if you said in general, I would have said yes. Oh, I'm wrong. <laughs> I am wrong a lot of the times. I am right about video game related stuff. Probably 90. I'm like, my, 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 I'm like, I'm like Ray Allen from the free throw line when it comes to video game predictions. I'm very, very, very accurate with my shots because I do my research. I don't research Jack in my life, but video games... I know my nonsense. But anyway, let's get off of that. Um, In other related news, Disney-related news, in case you didn't know, Kingdom Hearts is the collaboration between Disney and Square Enix and Final Fantasy. So if you didn't know that, now you know. Um, But Disney is the the, the reigning emperor of the entire universe because they own everything. Um, And during the Super Bowl or after the Super Bowl or immediately in the days following the Super Bowl, we got a teaser trailer for Venom. Venom, if you don't know, is, yes, a Marvel property. Thus, a Disney property. Because they bought Fox. And they now own everything. <laughs> they now own everything Marvel has to do with, which is literally everything. Um, so we got a trailer. Teaser, if, if anything. It is literally just Tom... What's his last name? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. I always say, I always say Harding, but that's a different person. Like, Tom Harding is a different person from Tom Hardy. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Tom Hardy is essentially um, being rushed to the hospital and he's on a bed or a gurney or operating table, whatever it is. Whatever you people call it. Whatever you medical people call it. You know what? At us. White Noise LLC, E-Man Podcast 1. 
Yep, those are both the Twitters. Let us know what is the appropriate word for the thing you lay on on the... Is it an operating table or gurney? I, anyway, he's in the hospital in the operating room. They've got the light flashing on his face, and he looks like he's sweating, and he's quoting some lines from the Venom. Um, and then all of a sudden, he starts to go into seizures. We get flashes. We get a quick snippet of the goop, the slime... The Venom. The symbiote. Symbiote. There's a million and a half names for it. We barely see it, but there's a scene where a bunch of scientists are in a room, and they're gravitating towards a symbiote, which is in an enclosed container, and it's... I think it's the first time they realize that it's an actual living organism. If you don't know, symbiote is is a space organism. It usually attaches... Like, its first interaction is with Spider-Man, in most comics, and then Spider-Man rips off the symbiote, and then symbiote finds another host, and then becomes Venom. And which is Eddie Brock. Which is Eddie Brock. However, so this is what I've thought now. It After has, this, seeing that trailer... I, don't think, I, think, I think they've just completely removed Venom from the Spider-Man storyline. I think Venom is their, is, is, is their movie answer to The Punisher. Same company. Punisher is doing well on Netflix, and they're going to keep it there. I think they want to bring that concept of an anti-hero to the big screen, and Venom is the answer to that. True. Here's here's my thought to what I've seen after the trailer. It's going to follow the storyline or the comic, Planet of the Symbiote. Oh, that's a good one. Planet of the Symbiote. Because there's no other way, really, because now this we're not saying Venom can never show up in a Spider-Man movie, but the approach they've taken, showing that doctors are trying to figure out what's shown up, like, I think that's the route they're taking. Because I think in other iterations, Eddie Brock has been taken over but tells no one. Yeah. I think in Planet of the Symbiotes, it's kind of that whole thing where they're like, they go to space and they're like, oh, we brought back something. What is this thing? And then somehow gets out and... I don't know. Either way. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I'm excited for this. I'm not hyped for it. Um, there's only one thing I have real hype for, and that's Black, Black Panther. Which, by the way, everybody... Yo, I read an article by USA Today, and they said, hey, Black Panther's the new ro- ruler at Marvel. On top of that, Rotten Tomato, you finally doing things right. You got it 100%. 100%. I'm not surprised by that. Um, actually, people are loving this film. I just saw I just saw an article from IGN, and listen, I have to define I, I have to defend IGN. I'm trying to def- decide what platform I'm going to post this video on. But uh, quick sidebar: IGN wrote this article about ten actors they wanted to see play The Witcher in the Witcher Netflix TV series. That's right; they are working on that. Yeah, and so Idris Elba was one of them, and they had a couple other people, and of course. The Legion of Keyboard Warriors came to flame IGN, talking about, oh, The Witcher has to be a white guy, yada, yada, yada. First no. of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, check my resume. I have played all four Witcher games. Yeah, check my resume. If you really want to be technical, I've played all five of them. The three main games, I played Gwent extensively. And I played that stupid top-down RTS game that they released. I played all five games. Four, five games. I've read all the books, and I personally have all the comics. So if you really want to come for me, 
at Mookie833 on Twitter. Let me know because I'll educate you. The Netflix series is not about Geralt. CD Projekt Red and the author of the book have both stated that Geralt's story is done. The next Witcher game is probably going to feature Ciri, not Geralt, because his story is over. The Netflix series takes place either before or after things happening with Geralt. This is a separate Witcher. Yes, the people are scared of Witcher because of their pale skin, but pale skin does not equal white skin. Secondly, the reason that people are scared of Witchers is because of the church's association, the Church of Light, who actually, or you think, here's the thing, it's political. The Church of Light has made the Witcher organization, or the Witchers, the people who, are, who take the serum and actually survive the changing, an outcast group because they, they threaten the authority of the church. That is why people are scared of witchers. It's not because they have pale skin. Check my resume. Back to it. First of all, IGN gave a game 7 out of 10 because too much water. The game had a water Pokemon on the cover. What do you mean too much water? But this is the company I have to defend. <laughs> Back to what we were talking about. They put out an a, a, a article, which was an opinion-based article, that Black Panther helped save Marvel. While I don't disagree, I think they're reaching a little bit. If you ask me, what helped save Marvel, at least in the comic universe, was Civil War. Even though that was technically on the down spiral, after Civil War... They had so many new storylines to explore that people started buying Marvel comics again. True. While Black Panther was a huge part of that, I think that maybe, like, again. No, I will I will say this. Um, these later movies, starting with now Thor, in my opinion, starting with Thor, that was the first time we've gotten a new look in terms of movie direction and how it's portrayed on screen with Thor because we know death exists like not just we're not talking about death the entity but we're talking about people dying mm-hmm. I've never seen a city so clean in a, in a city of people who are supposed to be dead yeah so Thor really gave us a new feel and a new outlook to Marvel movies letting us know okay there's a real threat coming now we can start you know gave us a different kind of emotion we haven't felt so it gave us a different formula to its predecessors okay now Black Panther if you ask me is going to be the first film that is completely different feel altogether it's not going to follow the normal formula that Marvel has done since Iron Man 1 yeah. So, I don't know. I, and I think that in that, that's why people are gravitating so much to Black Panther. And, I mean, let's be honest, for the culture. And really, we're one, we're a few people that can actually say that because we are of the culture. Facts. But, you know, like, no disrespect to, like, black people, but, like, are y'all from Africa? I mean, genetically and through history, yes, but, like... I was there three weeks. <laughs> like... I mean, that's a movie that's for the culture and sounds like has done something right and has done right by Yeah, I think, I think the directors, the crew, 
Marvel, Disney, everyone involved with this movie has kind of hit this zeitgeist. It's in, like about black excellence and just whatever. The, the whole culture about it. I mean, the Kendrick Lamar album just dropped. While I don't think it's a great Kendrick album by any means, because no. it's... The Reverend explained this perfectly. This was Kendrick's opportunity to collab with everyone he doesn't put on his album. Because Kendrick gets on a lot of people's albums, he just doesn't put them on his album. If you think about it, yeah. Kendrick was on Vince Staples' album. Vince Staples is not on Kendrick's album. Vince Staples He's not for this tick-for-tack guy. Kendrick and Vince Staples are both on the Black Panther album. On the same song. It was, it's literally... Kendrick featuring the Super Twins. That's probably the best way to explain that. Yeah, I mean, it's got Schoolboy Q, it's got The Weeknd, it's got SZA, uh, I think Snoop might be on it? I'm not, I, 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 I gotta check that. It might be, it might not be. Anyway, they've just hit this, they've hit the, they've hit the, they're coming out at the right time, politically, socially, culturally, um, and I read something that Black Panther will probably be the fastest selling and most grossing Marvel movie of all time and they think it's going to be the, the highest selling movie of the year. I think they have it it's, they, they, they predicted it's going to be at number one for 12 weeks which is unfathomable. I don't know what kind of metrics they're looking at to have them predicting that before the movie's even out but but if but that goes to show twelve weeks is a long time. That's a, that is a long time. Like we might not see the DVD for this film until twenty nineteen. Twelve weeks is a long time to be number one. Like DVD. So like we we're in a we're in a fast turnaround state for movies to DVD. Okay, because things just happen quicker. Unlike back in the day where you had to put on a VHS. Or, you know, it, we were still learning, people were still learning the process of moving that to DVD. Now we're in a process that technically that happens at the same time mm-hmm. in the director's cut. Mm-hmm. However, because of how, how good they think the movie will do, I don't think we'll get the DVD for it till early 2019. Yeah. At the very earliest, late 2018. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing but goes to show how much confidence they have in this film and how long it will last in theaters. 12 weeks is a long time. 12 weeks is a long time. Man. I know that because I lay, I was in a knee brace for that long. <laughs> I know how long that is. That is not short. Nope. It sucks. No, no, no. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, it does. Um, but speaking of other games that have been, other things that are selling fast and selling well, Capcom is really on a roll. They released Resident Evil 7, which kind of just brought back this huge fandom to their fan base. They, which they lost after Which they six. lost because they were doing nonsense with 6 that was just more action-based rather than survival horror. But with Resident Evil 7, they kind of regained that survival horror franchise and that fan base. And it's that game sold like hotcakes. Um, on, on both sides of, you know, um, I guess the current generation in terms yeah. of on console and then in the VR VRM, yeah, like for some, that was one of the highest selling VR games. Like, yes. which is ridiculous. Um, not really ridiculous, but because VR and AR are going to become more synonymous with gaming as life goes on. I, not even gaming, real life. Real life. Can we talk about the Olympics? How the Olympics, they used to be? Yeah, they had augmented. They had augmented reality at the Olympics. Um, it's going to be happening, from what I understand, at Russia also. Um, Samsung in particular is because. 
Again, if you don't know, Samsung is a South Korean company. They own Samsung Gear. They own Samsung VR. So you can view the entire Olympic event in VR because Samsung is one of the major sponsors of the event. Back to what we were talking about. Capcom released Monster Hunter World on, I guess, what we can call major consoles for the first time in a long time. And it is now, this a bunch of articles from multiple sources reported last week Monster Hunter World is now the fastest selling video game in Capcom history. That's incredible. Capcom has a very long history. Let's talk about all the Mega Mans. Let's talk about all the Capcom versus Street Fighters, Capcom versus Marvel, all those, the fighting games, the yeah. Resident Evils. Like, Capcom has a huge catalog, and for Monster Hunter World to come out and be one of the fastest selling games in their history just says good things for Marvel. It also goes to saying good things mm-hmm. for finished, uh, for Capcom, I apologize. Yeah. It also goes a long way to complimenting finished games because that game is complete start to finish. Yeah. You can play that game start to finish by yourself. You can have it online interactions. That game is a complete game. Yeah. We need more complete games. The Witcher, one of the highest selling games of all time. Skyrim is broken. Like I'm not gonna put Skyrim in that category, but technically it was complete. It, it was complete. It was complete. It there was, was complete. A, you, you can finish it from beginning to end and enjoy it. Yeah, that's. I mean, I want. Okay, I, I really. I don't want to give Skyrim credit. That game is amazing on its own, but it is technically an incomplete game. So I'm gonna take it out. The Witcher is a complete well, game, okay, fair, start to finish. Horizon Zero Dawn. That's a complete game, start to finish. They're not doing back end patches. Yada yada yada. A game that did not get enough credit for being dope game last year, Neo, start to finish. That game was complete. It wasn't any back end patches. It was all the stuff that you could literally beat that game and not and like not play it in DLC and have an amazing experience. The DLC only goes to further and that's the thing. The DLC was planned after they finished the game. They didn't start working on the DLC until after. They had an idea of what they wanted to do, but they didn't start working the DLC until after. A lot of times, what most Kingdom people Hearts do, is a complete game. Yeah, well, well technically. We're well, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But what <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of times, what people don't realize is that game companies have been like, they'll build a game, and they'll take sections and pieces out of it, and then give it to you back as DLC. We were having this conversation the other day. Assassin's Creed, for a long time, was king of the castle. And then they started misbehaving, putting out incomplete games, yada, yada, yada. And people punched them by not buying their games. And Assassin's Creed Unity was one of the most broken games ever. And people did not buy that game. And the Syndicate, which is a great game, suffered because of it. Shadow of Mordor came in, and, and as Charlemagne would have said, he, he ran up in the, the house and stole their trap. Shadow of Mordor was basically everything Assassin's Creed could have been. Yes. Agreed. So good, so complete, so great. A lot of people gravitated to it really early and really late, and it just grew. Its fan base grew over time. But now, Rosa switched. Assassin's Creed took two years off. They built one of the best games I've ever played in the Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, honestly, oh, it's so good. It's so good. There's like and it's that, again, it's another complete it's game. It's so huge for a game that is so complete. It is so huge. It's so huge. It's 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 almost terrifying how, how big it is. Yes, it's bigger than The Witcher, which sounds preposterous. 
which you almost think that can't be possible. But guys, if you've not played it, it's possible. It's bigger than The Witcher. which And again, for it to be bigger than The Witcher and come out in the complete state, start to finish, barely any bugs. I Honestly, I haven't experienced any major bugs. I know some people experienced some stuff on PC when it came out, but like console players haven't really experienced any bugs. I'm playing it on PC, and I'm loving the experience. I'm taking my time with it because you know I have time right now. But then, what happened? Shadow of Mordor has their, their sequel, Shadow of War. What happens? They put out loot boxes. They do out all these. They take. They change the way the game works, and then the game comes out in an incomplete state, and everyone is like, what is this trash? Stop. I love video games as, 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 as a platform. It is my favorite form of entertainment ever. For crying out loud, please stop putting out incomplete games. Just stop it. Yeah. It's not going to work out well for you. Doesn't work out well for anybody. Side note, Monster Hunter Gold sold best on the PS4. Not surprising. PS4 is not selling the Xbox One by a mile and a half. Um, it is not out on PC, to the best of my knowledge, but I'm sure it'll be out on PC um, next year. Um, PlayStation is doing a lot of fun things. They are. Dang, I can't argue. Really, 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 really happy with what PlayStation is doing. Really excited for what they have at E3. Um, this year's lineup is crazy. Started with God of War. But one of the most interesting things they're doing is, we might have talked about this, we might not have, but um, we're talking about this again. PlayStation has lined up with basketball, the NBA, um, not just to do like a PlayStation experience at the NBA Finals or All-Star Weekend, but this time they are releasing a pair of sneakers. Mm-hmm. Nike, mm-hmm. PlayStation, and Paul George <laughs> have collided <laughs> to release the exclusive PlayStation PG2. This is Paul George's second signature shoe with Nike. It is honestly one of my favorite designs ever. Um, it looks so clean. It's got the Galaxy theme on the midsole. It's which is got, kind of synonymous with PlayStation which is, for, which is, for a long time. Which has been synonymous with PlayStation for a long time. It's eyelets. The eyelets of the shoes are both um, the colors of the cross, circle, box, triangle. Mm-hmm. So the eyelets are those colors. It's got a power button, which which is uh, which turns on because one shoe has the PlayStation symbol, the other shoe has the PG, PG symbol. symbol. Yeah. When you hit the power button, they can either turn on or pulse. The PG shoe is a, like PG two is a great shoe. It's a great basketball shoe, and I think for sneakerheads like me, like this is one of the few areas where a sneakerhead and a gamer gets to satisfy both their urges in one place at one time. It released for 140 bucks today. Um, if you try to get it on the sneakers app, you were you were responding to a draw. Um, I did not get it that way. I am hoping somehow, some way. I live in the Midwest, so sneakers in the Midwest generally don't sell out unless they're overly hyped Jordans. Um, and a lot of people don't really buy basketball shoes in the Midwest like that. So I'm hoping I'll be able to swipe through, slash up a couple pairs for retail. Um, and I'm not reselling these. I'm wearing these. I need a pair. Yeah, if I can get a, if I can get a pair, I get a pair. If I get, give me two per. I need two per. Come out. Anyway. <laughs> um, shout out to old school Nelly. Shout out to Nelly. <laughs> shout out to Nelly. One of the most underrated rappers from the Midwest ever. Um, oh man. But that country career he tried to have was awkward. My G. I just gotta call it like it is. That country music was bad, G. 
Um, but Nelly is from East St. Louis, and I don't want no problems. So moving on. <laughs> <coughs> if you uh, have listened to the podcast for a while, you know we're actually trying to do more engagement this year. One of the things we're engaging in is Naka Khan. You want to give them some information on Naka uh, guys, if you have not heard about NACCON, it's here in the Kansas City area. It takes place at Overland Park. It's at the Overland Park Convention Center. Um, if you're into anime and Japanese culture, that is the spot to be during this time, March 16th through the 18th. Um, we are going to be there. Hey, tweet at us. At Eman Podcast one let us know if you're going to be there. Hey, let us know if you're even going to cosplay. And let us know if you want to meet us because we'll be there. We're going to be hyped. We're going to be ready. We're going to be enjoying this. Man, about 10,000 plus people show up to this event now on a regular basis. I remember when I started going about five years ago, even before I drug you guys along. Um, I had gone for, I think, two years before I started bringing you guys. And back then it was like maybe 4,000 people. Right. Maybe. So, like, this has grown considerably in five years, guys. It's really a fun spot to be and talk with all kinds of people from all kinds of backgrounds and living situations, just forgetting the real world for a second and just enjoying life and everything anime that people enjoy. Well, not everything anime because there are certain sections that we just do not venture. Let's just be honest. (laughs) But still, there's a common ground uh, and... Whether you're a jock, you're a nerd, you're a goth, whatever. Hey, come hang out. We we want to meet everybody, so we're trying to do more engagements. This is one way you guys can engage with us. So, if you guys hear this, tweet at us. Let us know you're going to be there. If you're going to cosplay again, let us know what you're going to do. It's exciting. It's exciting time for us. Well, this brings us to another end of another... Man, it sounds weird. This is episode 101. I feel like we like need to have something like substantial on this side of the announcement. Like, granted, we kind of went through everything, but you know. Yeah, you know what? No, we're just gonna outro. Yeah, uh, make sure you follow us on all the social medias. E man, P one on Twitter. No, E man P one Snapchat. E-Man P1 on Snapchat. <laughs> All right, I got this. Yeah, I listen, got it's this. been a minute. E-Man Podcast on Instagram, E-Man P1 on Twitter, and E-Man P1. Oh, no, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Talking on. <laughs> E-Man Podcast 1 on Twitter, E-Man Podcast on Instagram, E-Man P1 on, on Snapchat. Snapchat. White Nose LLC and everything else. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. That's where we do a lot of our posts. We're definitely trying to um, engage people there more. Uh, again, can't say thank you enough for everyone who tuned in for episode 100. We love and appreciate you. But until next time, salam alaikum, good night. <laughs>